Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey everyone, 60 seconds. That's exactly how long this commercial lasts. You know what else you can do in about a minute? Get an offer for your car with True Car. That's right. In the amount of time it takes to floss your teeth, pet your dog, do a few sit-ups, or just listen to my voice, you can get a True Cash offer. Best of all, you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to True Car and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from a local True Car certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in and they'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers you need so there's no surprises. Then simply leave with your check or trade in your car for a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. Podcast One presents Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze, an entertaining behind-the-scenes look at the world of food, where you'll hear from anyone and everyone from the culinary industry, including restaurateurs, TV hosts, celebrity chefs, producers of your favorite cooking shows, and many more. Now, here's your host, Richard Blaze. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Starving for Attention, a podcast hosted by Richard and Jasmine Blaze. Hi. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Good to see you. Uh, I just saw you um, in yesterday. Beach. Yeah, I know. Yesterday. We flew out on separate flights. Uh, quick shout out automatically to the over 100 people, possibly 200 people. Was that, it felt like 200. Who uh, were kind enough to forcibly uh, download, uh, subscribe to our podcast. At yeah. the Pebble Beach uh, Food and Wine Festival. And, and honestly, it was like, thank you so much to all you friendly folks and hopefully new listeners um, for letting me take your phone out of your hand and subscribe to yeah, our it was, podcast. It was really great. This is the first sort of uh, festival or event that we've done sort of with, um, you know, Trailblaze in conjunction with Starving for Attention. You had your own little booth, Jasmine. And My then, own little table. Uh, yeah. Basically, uh, for the cost of a selfie, I was telling people that they had to go over there and chat with you. And then you were converting uh, the selfie and chat into a free subscription to Starving for Attention. And it really worked. Plus a tote bag. They got a, a, oh, yeah. They got they walked, gifts. People walked away with a tote bag. The, the, listen, there's happy. a lot of uh, business lessons that we learned. One, you got to go out there and talk about your thing or else no one knows it, especially in the podcast space. I mean, yeah. this is true really with everything. Wild West. And yep. uh, you have to keep talking about your business or your idea, right? You think that everyone knows about it because there was one article written or because you've been doing it for 100 episodes or whatever it is. But, you know, it takes nine. I just, I just listened to this on the way in. Someone was saying it takes nine touches. Nine times someone has to hear see something, something or right. hear something before they actually sort of make the connection. Oh, yeah, maybe I'll go do that. Right. Maybe I'll click on this link. Maybe I'll listen to this podcast. Maybe I'll watch this television show, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This was a great sort of lesson for us as entrepreneurs. Yeah, uh, it was to fun too. And people like free stuff. Lots to be learned. That was an amazing like human psychological uh, test. Like I felt like I did kind of at, at some points um, because not, you know, uh, uh, it's not always easy, uh, especially if people have not listened to podcasts podcast before and if they have androids good lord those phones are not intuitive you did i'm have sorry the, oh my gosh you did have the qr code though for the android phones well we did but um, then you, like they don't know if you don't know how to use your qr reader like there's just so many things going on that lots uh, of great experience it, it was, was great. it was good it was awesome. like it was a good experience like especially like mine was like uh there was one lady and this was my favorite experience who was like i don't have a tv and i was like oh well, you know podcasts are um you know, audio. And she's like, I don't have a radio. And I was like, 
oh, you don't need one. Do you have a phone? But it was like this really great, like, not only did we get people to um, hopefully listen. How did she even find out about the Pebble Beach Food and Wine Festival then? She's got a phone, but that's the key. Like, she's got ah, a phone. okay. And so, yeah, she okay. doesn't listen to podcasts. So not only did we turn some people on, hopefully, to starving for attention, but I think we turned some people on to podcasts. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, I, I mean, I did. I, I literally had that conversation with people where I was like, I don't, at this point, I don't even want you to listen to our podcast. I just want you to know that, like, if you like anything... If you're into some, if you're into some crime that happened in the middle of Anchorage, Alaska, in 1962, you can find a podcast on it. Absolutely, I think that was funny too. As I was talking to a couple other people, like, oh, podcast, blah blah blah, and I was like, what do you really listen to? And almost like with a little bit of uh, embarrassment, so many people were like, true crime. Totally, that's, that's it's like, like that's all it's going to be: true I, crime and self help. That's that's podcast in 50 years. Let's be honest, and that was sort <laughs> of everything like what made years. it pop, right? I mean, serial season one, these types of things. Yeah. Uh, so listen, we've introduced you that to a new... That was my entry. Serial was my entry into podcasts. Which was then my entry because I'm not did, cool enough to find things no, on my own. of course not. But you, did you did you actually listen to Serial though or did you yeah. just learn about what podcasts were from me? No, and I listened to Serial season one. Absolutely. I did not thing? listen to season two. But the I whole did, thing? Whole thing. Oh wow. I have not watched the final, you know, whatever is it, HBO or Showtime, whatever the documentary is yeah. on, Netflix, I don't know. Uh, but I have not seen the video of it. But yeah, I fell in, I fell in line mm. with it as well. You mm. got me to watch everything. Yeah. You got me to listen, sorry. You got me to listen to everything. Speaking of watching, though, uh, Bodega Boys. We're sitting up in the hotel the other night, and we're watching Bodega Boys on TV. Yeah, you were with me watching. Is that what they're called? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, okay. And, and, you know, following the same sort of uh, Hilarious. path as Two Dope Queens, right. as um, Pod Save America, or yeah. all, all these, of these guys. All these guys, yeah. L- listen, if you want a TV show nowadays... Yeah. Start a podcast. Start a podcast. That's it your makes sizzle sense. reel. It makes sense because it gives you a format, right? And format is is king, right? I mean, with a lot of TV shows and a lot of things. So it gives you that format. It, it gives you a voice. It gives you something to sell. And we've seen that. Yes. I think with Although the, no one's buying, but we've no, seen it. With the, with the scripted things, like the true crime, it gives you the format. But I think with the other shows, Two Dope Queens, Bodega Boys, great examples, our, our friends over at, uh, you know, uh, Pot Save America, right? Yeah. Uh, it's personalities, though, too, right? I mean, oh, some of it's topical, yeah, well, but like, uh, listen, I've listened to Bodega Boys. I, I think that they're more hilarious watching them. Well, yeah, because their uh, facial expressions were hilarious. I, I thought that that was really, really great. Uh, we were in Pebble Beach. We're doing the uh, Food and Wine Festival, and uh, one thing happened. My first, I got to do something that I've never done before, and it's a hot topic. Not really a hot topic, but we were talking about it a couple of days before. Yeah. The new, trendy caviar bump. It's not new. It's new to listen. We well, see it's this not is, new. but this is exactly what I'm talking about with business. Right. Okay. It is new to millions and millions of people. It's okay. not new to you yes. because you follow a bunch of people in the food and wine world sure. who are at events, you know, doing you know caviar bumps with Jacques Pepin and Dana Count. What are you looking at right now? Zimmern and Jose Andres doing okay. a, doing so a caviar bump. Basically, there's a lot of old people in that photo doing caviar bumps. So I guess yeah. it has tipped. It's not a it's, it's not a millennial tipped. trend everyone, but it is a I don't t- even know. I don't know if it what. I don't I, th- we started to talk about it and my point was just like Should we tell people what it is first? So you want to oh, break it down? Oh yeah. No, yeah. you can. Go ahead. Okay. So a caviar bump uh, is when uh, someone puts a spoonful of caviar on your hand between the, the like your forefinger and thumb thumb and your the part of your hand yeah. where you would tell people like when you're trying to tell them what a medium rare steak feels like all the cooks who are listening like, to this know exactly what i'm talking part about right, right above the second knuckle of your thumb a fleshy part of your hand yeah. where i Soft once stabbed part. myself two inches with a uh, yeah. fillet knife cutting a halibut as Oof. a as a culinary school uh, yeah. just like did it just like go right in like cantaloupe yeah it was just yeah. in and out That's and then it didn't did. bleed for like 10 seconds and then 
ah, like really, really dark blood, you know, yeah. when you go really deep and yeah. it was pretty scary. Yes. But anyway, that's where you put the caviar and then everyone sort of like just eats it off of their hand. Yeah. So it's got this sort of tequila shot sort of quality to it. Right. It is, I don't like the fact that it's sort of named after what I mean, would it's be total like a drug bump culture. a blow. Right. right. I mean, yeah. So that, that kind of, you know, it's probably why I'm not a massive yeah. fan of the idea. Of it. I think like, that's what, what we- makes me feel kind of funny about it just because it's like you said, Dana Cowan and Jacques Pepin doing <laughs> right. a caviar bump off of their, their hand. Right. Um, there's part of me that feels like it's a little silly. <laughs> but, and, okay, no, keep going. I'm going to rebuttal. And there is part of me that feels like, well, how else are you going to do it? I mean, because, okay. you know, I, I was in that moment and, and someone offered me caviar and, well, I don't want to put the one spoon in my mouth. Mm. I don't want to waste a bunch of plastic spoons. So, so you, must have been you know, there. for the conservant, um, conservancy aspect of it, and you're saving plastic and little single use items. So that's great. Um, oh, look, but I, look how you took it I, to the very green. But listen moment. to this. I, I like did that. have a really gross. You're so crunchy. I did have a really gross thing happen, though. Oh. Because. I had, you know, I got a honking giant like caviar bump on my hand. Oh, and you don't even like caviar. Let's be honest. I actually kind of tend. I do okay, like. Okay, you're it a okay. Bit. You can get. You can get. I, get, I do salty like enough it. to override yeah, salty the fishiness. Yeah, salty enough to override the fishiness. Yeah. Um. I mean, I I could go with a potato chip. I'd rather mm. have potato chips. Right. Right. But anyways, um. So I I. I ate it, you know, and, and like, I didn't want my hand to kind of smell like fish. So I kind of gave it a little lick. Like I kind of like, you know, like got it all. I made sure to get it all, you mm. know? Yeah. Yeah. And then about 30 seconds later, you introduced me to someone and I had to shake their hand and I know they felt that my hand was wet. Oh, not only was it wet, <laughs> but it was also fishy. Right. <laughs> so now you're the fishy lady from right. the podcast, right. but you did, they did get a free tote bag. Uh, out of it. Oh, you just made me think about something, you know, especially as we're a lot of our stuff now is, is anyways, is, don't do it in flu season guys. Cause that's going to be dangerous. You know, that's yeah. We get your shots, yeah. get your, for, for caviar <laughs> bump season. Make sure you, you, uh, you know, you get your, what is it called when you get something, the shot before uh, like, like a, a vaccination, a vaccination, yeah. get, get your vac- immunized. vaccinations, get immunized, be, immunized before caviar bump season. You just made me think though, because we're doing, we've been doing a lot of performance art sort of food, mm-hmm. getting back into the, dare I say, molecular gastronomy or science, which I'm really excited about quite Great. honestly. Excellent. Um, but like, you know, what would be fun is if you did do that using like the tequila shot as the example, uh-huh. and then you could have like a little lemon atomizer, spray a little lemon juice or something or lemon aroma uh-huh. on the, on your hand. After the caviar bump, which also lemon and seafood mm-hmm. and salt really, really works. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of fun. And there was a, there's a restaurant in San Francisco. I don't know if they're still doing it, but like sort of introduced this as a course on a tasting menu uh. where you get a lump of caviar, a little layer of Wagyu beef I'll plate it on your hand? It's the Avery. I think that, um, and I think it's in San Francisco. Plate it on your hand. Plate it on your hand and you just kind of eat it off your hand. I'm not, but, I'm not good with it. But I will say this. I'm not good I wasn't, with that at all. Like... I don't know how clean my hand is in that moment. Well, I mean, you wouldn't if someone just had a piece of bacon and they hung it in front of you, or like, uh, I mean, if they, obviously if they're. I get it. Clean. I understand yeah. that there's like creative stuff going around, but that remind, actually the molecular gastronomy thing. I'm gonna take us on another tangent. Yeah, reminds me that in your demo at one point you said, "Where's my molecular gastronomy?" <laughs> He said something like that. Like uh, you're just looking for something on the tabletop. And I think it was kind of a one part rambling, oh. musing, like internal monologue that came out. <laughs> yeah. Where's really my molecular? That's <laughs> very Trumpian. Uh, I was looking for my, you know, miscellaneous molecular gastronomy powders. Right. Is what I was looking I for. Know. No, there was. Well, we did another show. We'll, we'll cover that later. Okay. But I did feel like, uh, you know, we did have a moment where I thought I blacked out for an hour on stage yeah. this weekend. 
which did not happen, which was good. But I did have the moment where I was like, maybe I just lost track of 60 minutes and was abducted by an alien. Maybe it was right after that molecular gastronomy moment. It I don't might know. have been. That might have been the middle. Uh, so first, caviar bumps. Do us a favor. And uh, I don't know. How do you feel about caviar bumps as a trend? As this is a thing that's happening. As a matter of fact, it's a big trend with all of these uh, Top Chef alums. Yeah. And well, well there's a lot of, um, 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 what's the word? Local. Uh, American caviar companies now, right? So maybe part of it is that, that there's a lot more of these people that are at the events. There's people that are trying to get their name out, their brand out. And so there's more American caviar going around. Absolutely. Right? A lot of great companies, uh, you know, again, like you said, domestically producing caviar yeah. uh, in, a, in a better way that's better for the environment and better for right, the reproduction of uh, sturgeon, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and, I, and a lot of these companies just find, you know, uh, uh, Top Chef, uh, alum and hand them a tin of caviar and they just send them on their way through a grand tasting. That's kind of what happened this weekend. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, our guests today are Sylvia Barban and uh, Gerald Sombright. Speaking of Top Chef alums. Yeah. Uh, mm. And I have to say, don't didn't really know them very well before we got to sit down with them. Well, you judged them, right? On, on, did you, uh, did you Sylvia, do? yes. And yeah, like, we've had interactions like at festivals like very briefly. Right, like, right, sort right. of like, hi, hi, but that's it. Yeah. Uh, follow, you know, of course, know them through social media. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, we get into this about how these top chef, uh, the, the recent couple seasons are really staying tight and rolling yeah, together. Tight. That's one of my, the, my favorite parts about this upcoming episode. Mm, uh, yeah. But I was, again, like, I just, I don't, if it's, I think something's happening. I mean, they were great people. They were awesome. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. But I, I do say that about 95% of our guests, right? Totally. Uh, but I just feel like my heart is, because of you, Jasmine, is, and, and maybe because of uh, fitness or yoga or the fact that I soul cycle now. Jeez. I'm sure <laughs> it's, I'm sure it's the soul cycle. Or whatever it is, my heart is wide open. That's good. And like, you know, I, I, and, the, and, the, and this latest sort of crop of top chef chefs, you know, is, is really helping. It's like it, we, are, we are all a family. I mean, chefs in general, our industry I think I mean, in general, I, I think humanity in general. The children are our future. Right. <laughs> I, think, I think it's great. I think it's, I think it's um, trending, like we said, in, in a really great direction that instead of this being cutthroat and it being, you know, one man or every man for himself, it is, it is a team effort. These guys roll deep. They support each other. They help each other. They bring each other along. And like that's inspiring and that's awesome. And I hope, hope, hope that that's the direction that, you know, everything is going. I think it is. I think there's like, you know, the, the, the sun is rising. Uh, and it, and, it, and uh, these next couple of episodes are really going to prove that. I mean, we, we really went down and, and got some great, great guests while yeah. we were up there oh, yeah. in uh, Pebble yeah. Beach. Uh, so this is a fun one. Uh, one last thing. I, I would be remiss. I would be so disappointed in myself uh, because, you know, this is a podcast with food people, not really talking about food it, most of the time. That's how I described it. Yes. Yesterday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would be so ashamed of myself if I did not tell you all to please go try and find this Instagram video of some other of our favorite Top Chef people. It's gone. It's a story. Unless Kasuji they highlighted it. it. No, Kasuji has it on it his main page. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. Uh, Brooke Williamson and Casey Thompson and, and Shirley and, and you know, the, uh, again, dear, dear friends setting Coachella on fire, literally. Yeah. Go find this. I Brooks got it somewhere on our page. Uh, yeah. We love them. And I like I watched that thing 500 times. It's just a video of them been, cooking. Basically some, just a video of a fire going a little a little wonky in listen, a grill. Right? It's, it's a video of a, of a fire that happens in everyone's backyard. Like my dad did this all the time. My dad actually singed off half of his ponytail once. I like it was his eyebrows. 
It was eyebrows and ponytail. Like, which is grows every year. It's eyebrows and ponytail, which, by the way, eyebrows are on the front of your head and a ponytail yes. is on the back. So, like, that's a pretty good fire. It's like that old Eddie Murphy song. Like, ah, that's a fire. Um, but this was just a great video of, like, what happens in kitchens, a, a, a big flare-up and uh, uh, a little bit of a fire on a grill. But go check it out. I think Katsuchi's got it up. He does. He seems to, you know. He likes to troll in a good way. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Sylvia Barban and Gerald Sombright coming up right now. Enjoy. <laughs> Sylvia and Gerald bringing up champagne up in this room. That's the way to do it. I don't know how you start a morning without champagne. Oh, first of all. Fancy. That's what I think we need to get into right off the bat. So like, are you usually rolling like... Weekend mornings, like mimosa style, uh, champagne abso- Absolutely not, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to drink as much. But oh. when we're in these kind of weekends, it seems as if the champagne finds me. Oh, well, I'm that's, yeah, to that's relax. true. Like well, now. <laughs> well, now, are you, um, um, are you have any, uh, either of you, are, are you done for the weekend or is this the beginning of? We uh, actually um, have an important dinner tonight with Alain Passar. Oh, Ooh, my gosh. Wow. wow. Yeah. Okay, so how does this come about? Were you, did you work for Passard or no? Okay, the, the festival. Yeah, nice. Just coordinated and linked you guys up. Cool. Yeah, what's the nice. what's the theme? What's the? It's, it's his dinner. We're oh. assisting him. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, obviously, he's a legend. We're, yeah, we're Comey. Yeah, yeah. Comey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Did you get the hat too. Yeah. So <laughs> is, uh, he, he's one of my idols, of course, right? Yeah. Um, he's one of my favorite Instagram accounts as well to follow. Uh, do you follow? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not. It's not like. I mean, it's, it's nothing like incredibly dynamic. Right. Yeah. Right. It's just if I'm remembering, I think it's Passard, where it's just like kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm slicing some duck. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, I'm slicing some duck in a castle and kind of hanging out, and um, I think that that kind of that kind it kind of works for him. Yeah. Um, yes. But he is. A, he's that's that's old school. Right? It is old. It school. is very old school. It's so old school. We got impressed by you know the makers for tonight. It's. It's crazy. What is it? It's a um, rack of lamb, mm-hmm. but it's basically covered with a pigeon. Okay. Okay. So they took pigeon and they deboned it, and then they put a garlic. I love um, your accent with pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Say that like, again. Yeah, yeah. So like, like, I, I, like, there's a part of me that just wants to now do an episode where you just say pigeon. Pigeon all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So, okay, so it's rack of lamb with like a a, a pigeon farce. Yeah, spring, uh, spring no, garlic. No, not a farce. farce. The it's, pigeon yeah, itself, it's boned uh, actually out. Actually, pigeon. Yeah. Covering okay. the lamb. So the lamb has a skin of a pigeon. Mm. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So then you've done this. You've you've already set this up. This is ready to. Well, we didn't. We didn't. Okay. We didn't even touch somebody it. from. <laughs> so is that bone? It, it. It's it's a, it's a bone off. Now now I'm curious. Now yeah. I'm trying to figure <laughs> out what so this you, looks you, like. You, so you bone diagram. out. You bone out the entire pigeon. Okay. Right. And then so you wrap that pigeon into the lamb rack. He, it was inspired by this painting that he's seen that was a pigeon's uh, face with the legs of a lamb. Mm. And so he decided to make this dish inspired by this painting. And so you have to bone out every single bone, but you need as much skin meat for the pigeon because you need it to cover the whole lamb. Right. Then you sew it together, and they usually have the head, but um, obviously in America they this is America. The yes, yeah, this is true. <laughs> this, so so he's, then, they, then they tie the head in between the rack. So then when you send it out to the table, it has 
the rack of lamb with the pigeon's head on it. Okay. I, I'm okay. still, for some reason, having <laughs> trouble visualizing so, this dish. We got to send you a picture. I'll send you a picture. Thank yeah, you for saying it. that, too. Yeah, this has got like a Franken food sort of aspect exactly. to it. Yeah, exactly. I feel so, like you would, you would yeah, vibe with that pretty for, well. For someone yeah, who, would. who dabbles in meat glue. <laughs> like, I feel like this would be something. So the bones are on the rack. We're going to have to, this how is going to actually be the yeah, picture. Bon- how, like, yeah. well, yeah. this is like, what are we Well, no, the, the rack of yeah. lamb with the bones of the lamb. It's all the, of it. The, yeah. bones, the lamb bone still sticking out. The right. pigeon is just wrapped around the mm. loin. The loin. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. And that is also, I lo- what I love about that is uh, it's the it's two of the most chefy proteins, right? Yeah, like it you is. Get exactly. Pe- it's missing foie gras and there will be everything. It's got it's got the lamb and it's got the the... <laughs> the, the, the p- pigeon. Pigeon. Yeah, yes. I just wanted you to say it again. Um, I like that. I like that. Squab is one of my. It's squab, right? Yeah. That's another way to that's, say isn't, it. Isn't exactly. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite lines of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Not sure if you're Wes Anderson fans, but uh, it's George Clooney who plays a fox. If you haven't seen this movie, you should check out. And it's a classic book as Animated. well, right? Roll yeah. Doll. And uh, there's a, in the beginning when he gets trapped. You know, they're talking about like, what is a squab? Anyway, well, it's a pigeon. Right? There it is. Um, all right. What, good, what good is start. it, Sylvia? A pigeon. Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Um, so where are you calling home nowadays, both of you? I call home right now Brooklyn. I yes. Think. Brooklyn, oh, wow. USA. Wow. Yeah. Biggie Small stuff. That's it. That's it. Yeah. For a while now, right? Yeah. You've been... Seven years. Seven years. Yeah, seven yeah. years. That, uh, but real home is in Italy, but... Where, uh, where in Italy? Uh, close to Lake Como. Okay, Ooh, which so. may, my in my Italian geography is is not North. great. North Italy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we just we just did uh, a trip recently this year. Yeah, our, your first time. My, first, my time. first time. Embarrassingly. Like, yeah. yeah, I know yeah. it is really Crazy. really embarrassing. Where did you go? We did Rome, Florence, Siena, Tuscany, mm-hmm. uh, and um, brought the kids. Brought the kids. Grandma and everything. Which the nice. whole crew. Was oh amazing. my gosh. Blown away. And go back. Like, yeah. Right now. I mean, it's one of those things, like, as a native New Yorker, so yeah. I grew up uh, not as cool in Brooklyn, but on uh, Strong Island. <laughs> Strong Island. Long Island, New York. Uh, and, you know, uh, you grow up with, like, New York Italian food, right? Yeah. And it's just, you know, uh, Brooklyn gravy mm-hmm. and spaghetti and meatballs, right? And these things. And then you go to Italy, though, and you realize... Yeah, like- that's that you, not, yeah. you don't falls. right right <laughs> exactly just I, I guess the same would be said right like you, you can't go to Arizona to eat Mexican food yeah exactly. there's same a, thing yeah. there's exactly. a version of it that exists yeah, it's right. also delicious yeah it is it's delicious. not I mean yes. Tex-Mex it's different Tex-Mex yeah exactly good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess that's and then there is Italian American or, or Cal Italian or Cal Italian now that we're out here in California <laughs> how do you feel about that term as, a, as an Italian like that to it hurts it does Nice. I just call it call it Italian. And Gerald, where are you where are you where are you? Uh, I'm in Florida, a okay. place called Marco Island. Okay, it's an island off of Naples. Um, but I've been in Florida for about five or six years. All right, Orlando, and then uh, Marco. Nice. So two Floridians. West Coast. Yeah. West Coast. Uh, I hate that people in Florida say West Coast, East Coast. Oh, yeah. It's Gulf Coast. Yeah. yeah. It makes yeah. no mm. sense. But people in it Florida do say that. Yes. It's like a, or from, Emerald Coast, too. I'm from too. Florida, so yes. that's my problem. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was born that way. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they, um, it's um, about an hour and 30 minutes from Miami. Yeah. Uh, if you take uh, Alligator Alley. Oh, yes, really which, nice. which we have. Yes. Before. We've done that. It's right? nice. Yeah, we've it's had actually... It's very I'm gonna share for some our, reason. I'm going to share our Alligator <laughs> Alley story. Well, yeah. Well, uh, we lived can in- start that we, we, we lived in Miami for like six months, maybe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have a quick falling out. Yeah. 
Well, oh you know, God. I mean, listen, we love Miami. Uh, we have future things that are going to happen in Miami. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, but it's one of those places where, like, you know, the, the first couple of weekends there are amazing. It's great. Yeah. 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 The grind. Yeah, amazing. Of a, yes. Every city grinds on you. Event, right? I always say every place is great for a weekend in a hotel. Exactly. <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah, and then you, when, when you start grinding out stuff. Well, anyway, we had to make this trip from Miami to Tampa yep. because she's from Tampa. And we, had, we went over Alligator Alley. And we ended up doing it. Uh, this was a long time ago before, like, like smartphones. And we yeah. did it with like a little bit of gas left in the tank. No, but we dro- we also drove like a, a like a, it, was not, a, it wasn't a smart car, but it's the size of like one. It of those, was a tiny, like little, tiny little listen, car. I, I mean, uh, I this was a, a, a little ago. Toyota Scion, which yeah. was like a lawnmower with a football helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and earlier in the day, I like backed up and like hit a curb. Yeah. Take no, you in the story. We went over a curb forward, or something. Going forward, over and the gas is just going away, and we're in the middle of the Alligator Alley, so there's like no gas station. No gas station. No gas. You know, right? And there's one of those like like you. The last gas station was 15 miles ago. You got 30 miles to go, or whatever it like is. All of a sudden, the gas gauge is just like spilling. Like we're in a just, Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. So we think this is it. This <laughs> is like Hills Have Eyes moment. Yeah. We're gonna yeah, we're like for. pull off on the side of the road and Never we're gonna end again. up cooking for a swamp couple <laughs> that that waits for people to run out of gas in Alligator Alley. Yeah. Uh, and oh, fast forward the story. We get through it, but the whole time as a couple, we're just like you know. Fighting about it. Yeah. Why did you hit that curb? There's a leak hole in our gas. There's tank. a leak in the gas tank. You know. <laughs> Have you ever had a car with a leak in the gas <laughs> tank? Like, no. it's never happened. No, right. That right. Was not what was happening. It wasn't like this. Wasn't the early fifties, right? It wasn't like. Uh, we made it, but it was it's so. That's our alligator alley. Story. Alligator alley. Yeah. I had the exactly same situation. Are you serious? Really? I swear. Okay. It was me and my best friend. We were going to see him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, it was my best friend' thirtieth birthday, so we were like, "All right, I'm gonna take you in this place, beautiful." So we got a car. Same thing, you know. That was in Miami as well. Yeah, yeah we were see? in Miami, so see? we start from Miami, and then it's like the tank was like going down. See, maybe down. it's just like, like a oh, magnetic no, pole or something. What are we gonna do? Well, it might be that because I, I didn't. The, the follow up to you made it though, and like, I made were you it, yeah. freaking out? We though? also stop by this place and wait. We're like, let's try the alligators. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> all right, nice. maybe not. So in the middle, in the middle of the yeah, concern, you know, you you're like, ah. Just like, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> yeah, let's eat. I feel like food. that's very Italian. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like that's just how it is. It is. Yeah, There's like good food here. We'll we'll have some espresso. We'll eat some alligator. Yeah. <laughs> like life's too short. Let's yeah. chill out a little bit, right? Which I do love that, and that's that's yeah, why like Italy's right. awesome, right? Like every it's just, it's just I always say this even just about the the cuisine, it's just fluid. Like I don't have the fluidity in my food, or maybe even in my soul, where it's just like to like just chill out and like you know yeah. let things fall where they want to fall on a plate, and yeah. just sort of have this like natural. I'm, I got too serious. Well, um, <laughs> no, no, no. It's kind of yeah, interesting it because yeah. I think that I I've, I've always thought, and I've cooked Italian food, and I know how to cook Italian food, but I've always thought that it don't really translate to America Italian mm. food because our ingredients touch GMOs, and the simplicity of it is only really realized when you're in some place where the ingredients are not mm. not really good, but spectacular. Like mm. the ingredients are so superb that it's very difficult to translate that in America. Yeah. yeah. But but that. the braises translate to America, the things that take a long time, but not the simplicity of just like cheese, pasta, water, fresh made pasta. Mm. Yeah. Right. Pepper. When things are simple, they have to be perfect, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and there's a struggle, and then that's tough. To pull well, out, right? I mean, anyone can throw a bunch of sugar and, yes. and chilies into something, yeah. <laughs> uh, which I'll probably be doing later tonight. So. Uh, but it is like to have that sort of respect for like ingredients. And, it's, and, I, and I have literally worked with people from Italy and 
work with this lady all the time, but I've worked with older people from Italy and they, they talk about this Italian hand. Like if you stand next to somebody from Italy and you make gnocchi with them mm. and I'm like, why is this old man making more gnocchi than me? His fingers. Like, I'm young. <laughs> but like he yeah. can really like do it. And like, his fingers are more delicious. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Like we just met, but um, like, but there is that, that, that part of it too, right? Yes. It's like, oh, it's just like my hands have been doing this for oh, so long. Exactly. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, which I love. So, but but what about um? Do you, I, this is going to be a question later in in the game, but I'm going to run into it now. Do you think though that the the other side of that question is that authenticity can get in the way of creating new delicious experiences? Oh, that's a great question. This is that a is very a Italian tough. question. It is. It is a tough question because actually is what I'm trying to do. You know, in my restaurant right. in Brooklyn, because you know I want to be authentic and everything, but then sometimes. I don't have the same product that there are in Italy. Right. And sometimes you're like, oh, you know, I want to use local stuff. Right. I don't want to ship a burrata yeah. from Italy and get it here like two days later when I can't have somebody else make it right here the same day. Right. Mm. And know? it kind of goes into the like, well, and you, and you were very uh, animated when I was like, how do you feel about Cal Italian food? <laughs> <laughs> Which is, right, we're doing Italian food, but yeah. with local ingredients. Right? And that's kind of the, the basis of there it. There is always a balance for everything but what was it when we were in italy too because obviously deep down uh, i was really obsessed when we were there reading about to me like the authenticity of like a simple pasta dish like, like carbonara something yeah. like that like do you put onion in carbonara no right see like look at that like, <laughs> like it's very definitive yeah, like that was like, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like you've gone way too far like you've gone too far like and that's like such a simple thing like you're talking about one ingredient does it ruin it and you're like no yeah. But like each pasta dish, like just one ingredient taking away or, or adding. It's like everybody here put parsley. I'm like, why? Oh, mm. right. Yeah. Mm. Right. But, that, but, it bo- but I can see like it, it's, it's gener- that bothers you. Of course. <laughs> generations. Like it's shooting through your brain. Like, and it's not just you. It's like generations of, of hearing that. Yeah. I feel my grandmother. Tell them. Tell them. Exactly. <laughs> um, so like that, it, it, that's what preserves, I think, like Italian food. Like what we're saying, like what makes it. Special, you know. The well, it's the most and- imported food on the planet. The exported, I should say, it's the most exported food on the planet, from China to United States to mm. everywhere. People eat Italian oh, food. Wow. It's just really, really strange to think that out of all the cuisines on this planet, that is the cuisine that goes the furthest. Like it just travels for some strange yes, reason. Yes, it is evergreen. Yes, and it's 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 really strange when you look at someone who wants to be authentic and wants to be creative at the same time because uh sylvia talks to me about all these creative things right so we do all this modern influence or even like fermenting or all these things that's really actually italian but it's strange when she puts it on the menu or like talks to all of the other italians in the restaurant and she's like what do they know? They don't know anything. <laughs> they don't know anything. I'm putting this on there because I'm taking something that's, um, she does this smoked spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And we were in Napa Valley on some rooftop at some bar and someone opened, it's so weird, the smoker was outside yeah. where the customers the, could yeah, see it. On right. the rooftop. On, top, on the rooftop yeah, of the yeah. bar. So we're sitting down, we're drinking, we order some snacks and we keep seeing people go into this wooden shed. And we're like, what the heck is this shed? And it keeps opening, the smoke keeps coming out. We're like, oh my God, that smells delicious. And then we order something and we order something smoked, but it's like fish and like light things because yeah. we're obviously in California. So no, no gluten. Yeah. Right. We're in California. <laughs> and then um, Sylvia's like, what if I smoked the pasta? And I was like, that's genius. Like, 
I was like, what do you mean? Smoke the water, smoke the flour, smoke the... She was like, no. What if I smoke the pasta? Right. Like, make the, the full pasta dish. and smoke it. Right. Uh, and, and consequently, when she went home back to Brooklyn, she smoked pasta. And I don't think that dish has left the menu, has it? Right. Never left the menu. That sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and then, it's uh, and you, aglio, aglio. There you go. So like one of the simplest dishes. Yeah. And you're, Just and you're adding... Thing. So like, do you think it's because... Well, I guess you're, you're not adding an ingredient. It's well, a there is, yeah, it's or, a technique. So the pasta, smoke the pasta, right. and then uh, there is garlic, Calabrian chilies, and then uh, I put some breadcrumbs, but I put also some hazelnut in it. I love that. So, I, like, you, you've taken the plunge. Like, yeah, this is creative yeah. food. This is, yeah. this is not, I mean, so would anyone argue that that's not authentic? Well, so many times when they come <laughs> in the restaurant, uh, they were like, can I have it with regular pasta? I'm like, all right, you can have it with regular really? pasta. Oh, right. oh really? my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that's yeah. insane. But so it's been in the main. You also just revealed, though, wh- how Alain Passard comes up with a pigeon-crusted lamb. He's sitting it's out, like- having a cocktail, <laughs> <laughs> sees a painting, and is like, that's it. But that's the French, of course, is a painting involved. That's, all, yeah. that's the, that's the difference. Yes. That's the difference. So, so where you did, you're not, are you from Florida, Gerald? No, 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 I'm from St. Louis originally. Okay, all right. Um, moved to um, Baltimore from St. Louis to work for Michael Mina in Four Seasons. Mm. And then... Um, Work, I moved to Orlando to open that hotel, and then I'm now working at a JW on Marco Island, but it's like some like magical place that's like super elaborate, and they let us have unimaginable creativity. Well, like, they, they, well, I, saw, I, mean, yeah. I saw you did a, a dinner of some sort with um, was Brooke. Yeah, I, I invited. We did a. Yeah, it looked pretty magical. We did a. We did a kickoff party for both of my restaurants. So I'm running two restaurants now, and they're in this newly renovated 320 million dollar renovation, right. and it's like an adult. We basically have this large hotel that has a boutique hotel inside yes, of it, yes. which right, is yeah. very, very hard to do. Yeah. So when you look at the future of what the business model looks like. How do we cater to people that don't have children, but people who bring their children and still want to have an adult experience? So it's just really, really cool. So to kick that off, I brought them and nice. um, let them cook in my kitchen for, let them basically yeah, harass me fun. for two yeah. two weeks uh, about their dishes and, nice. and their, yes. their accommodations. And, and then uh, we did this just really huge party that was just really, really, mm. really cool. I love that JW, as I've been in other properties. Uh, I think it was in Cayman. I did an event in Cayman recently. And like your that what you just said is I think the boutique hotel inside of this brand that you might be familiar with that's like a big box brand right but that it's like it's like almost like when uh, and you're from Brooklyn like I love when I go to the 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 Starbucks in Williamsburg it's like this, <laughs> this isn't a Starbucks yeah. <laughs> or, or, or you're like. Wait a second. Is this a Starbucks? Like, <laughs> I get it. This is a Starbucks, but you're all wear beanie hats, right? Everything's recycled. Like it's just very, very. It's like you have to adapt. Like you have to yeah. give the people what they want, right? Which is, I think, important as any sort of business, and, right? I mean, and people want a, like something that's unique and fresh and has great food and and. Well, it's also very strange because we are. I actually live in a destination, so it's really interesting to give people something that is indigenous to where they are. Even if you're just giving them the spirit and the feeling of where they are, you really want people to have time and place and something enriching when they walk away Mm. because they're like, I went to this place. Like, it's strange. We put, um, we lower our lights 
on the beach for sea turtles so that they can mm-hmm. nest and that we can pay attention to the ecosystem. We were the first hotel in Florida to get rid of straws because we start to pay attention to this environment. But as a bigger thing, <laughs> it's where you are. We're, yeah. We are actually, the Marco Island is in the Everglades. So you're in a natural ecosystem, yeah. which is before I had this job or before I was in this place, I never would think, I would never even think about these things mm-hmm. because they just wouldn't, they don't come across your path when you're in a city. Yeah. You just don't feel it the same way. And it's nice that we give you exactly where you are and we try to make it feel like that. Yeah. yeah. And from the business perspective, like you want to create, and I love this because I'm very, I'm a nerd and I like when I travel, I'd stay in one space. You want to give people, you don't want them to leave campus, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. So like if they need a coffee, open up a boutique coffee shop. Exactly. If, if, they, right. if they're going to buy something, build the store so that they don't have to leave, especially when you're on vacation or it's a resort right. yeah. situation. Well, it's just, so you're looking outside the Gulf of Mexico, White Sand Beach. Right. It's just this really beautiful, they call it paradise. And I was like, um, I went to do my tasting for the job. And I came at nighttime and prepped in the kitchen and then went up to my room and was like calling for stuff. And people was like, thank you for calling Paradise. I was like, this is so cheesy. I was like, <laughs> I was like there's no way this place is this nice, right? Right. So all the time I was calling. So I went to my room and they had like amenity, had like beers. I cooked for like six or eight hours just to prep for the next day. And then I opened my balcony door and it's the middle of the night. And I hear the, the waves from the ocean and I see the beach, but it's, you can't see the sand is white and you feel feel this space and I'm like oh maybe it is <laughs> <laughs> maybe yeah. this place is okay. nice so you have you've, you've, you've had the Kool-Aid you are in <laughs> all in the advanced specialists at the Center for Innovative GYN Care developed groundbreaking minimally invasive techniques to treat fibroids endometriosis and other GYN conditions in response to growing concerns over the coronavirus CIGC now offers e-visits we know GYN conditions don't stop affecting your life CIGC wants to be here for you as you seek options to find relief from debilitating gynecologic symptoms such as abnormal bleeding and pelvic pain. With telemedicine options now available, book a consultation at InnovativeGYN.com or call 888-SURGERY. That's InnovativeGYN.com or 888-SURGERY. At American University, we don't just hope for change. We create it. We don't just dream of a better world. We make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash grad school. Alexa isn't the only one with breaking news. Make sure to hang around at the end of this podcast for the latest breaking headlines on the AP News Minute. Can't get enough Richard Blaze? Then take a listen to any of Podcast One's other fantastic food shows. Every Wednesday, Michelle Davis and Matt Holloway of Forked Up, a Thug Kitchen podcast, serve up their own brand of food, politics, and pop culture. And chef Rick Bayless and food journalist Steve Delinsky team up every Wednesday to travel the globe while tackling food trends on The Feed. Check out Thug Kitchen and The Feed every week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You're listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. You guys competed together. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And, and then um, 
now you you're around each other a lot, so you yeah. Cook, what, what, you, you both kind of you, have you, you just gravitated towards each other's. You roll I together. Mean, you roll. This is a squad. <laughs> this is fam. This is family here. I don't know if it's. Uh, I don't know. You could speak to it, but I don't know if it's just us two. I think there's something special about the group of people that we just so happen to be on Top Chef together. Mm. There's a certain level of like respect and professionalism that is um, stronger than the competition. There's a camaraderie that's stronger than the competition. It's just, I don't, and I don't know exactly why that happened, mm -hmm. but literally all of our personalities just gel very well together. But Katsuchi, yeah. though. <laughs> <laughs> what was the next question? <laughs> well, but, but how much of that do you think was, um, because I think in your season they brought back Right, um, um, veterans like yeah. people that had done it before. Yeah, right? have to be. I, so how we would have never did that had we known. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, is that true? Well, yeah. yeah. What, oh, yeah. Why it's would you? Right? Yeah, you're mm. like a rookie oh, versus okay, a vet. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. Okay. But so, how much of that do you think? Because they had done it before, they kind of knew a little bit of what was coming and, and knew that after the show there is that camaraderie and that it's not just yeah. about like cutting each other's throats and you know killing each other in this competition. How much of that do you think helped create that vibe that you're talking about, where everybody was? friendly and it was you know an uplifting experience it helped a lot i mean we did a lot of things because actually the veterans like i say the veterans but like we all became a group of friends and yeah. everything is like i don't know like casey brooke shirley yeah. they helped me a lot yeah yeah like doing events with them and everything like reason why we keep staying together is because we keep helping each other yeah mm. and you know they, they weren't like oh you're you know, they actually like you're like li right. our little sister. <laughs> right. Just come and help help us to have this dinner and uh, met all these other people. Yeah. So you basically you're saying you know Casey and and Brooke and they're old. <laughs> 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 no, you're right though. That is a special. Like there is a. I, I think not only for your season and like I'm you know obviously connected to Top Chef, but like I I don't you know I'm not like a super fan following it, right. but yeah. I think you started something that has continued exactly now. yeah it yeah. started there it did start and i don't know why I, i'm not a hundred percent certain except for there is a really strong sense of actual love that goes in this group of people that they actually feels a way about each other's lives and how we can enhance it and what we can do and how to keep in contact i thought that when we started a group chat um when we left Top Chef, I thought that by now it would be over. Yeah. But we still, we still actually nice. in a group chat. I, I, I usually make That's that like joke. A couple years, right? Yeah. yeah, that like when you leave, it's sort of like when you leave high school, high school or college. Yeah. Yes. And you're like, we're all going to live together. We'll get a house. <laughs> we're going to keep it together. And then everyone just kind of fades away. But you've, you've not. You're on the road all the time yeah. together. Like you said, different elements of this group. Does yes. the squad have a name? Is it just... Yeah, right. like, I feel like you might as well like name that. it What's the now. name? Like, you need a name. Uh, the, the, name the name is... Uh, you can't use Avengers. It's I think taken, the name so. is Trashfish. Uh, <laughs> is what um, is how it kind of started. Right. BJ got kicked off for a Trashfish competition. <laughs> okay. And then um, it was this interesting group of all of these humans in these restaurants with mm -hmm. tattoos and from Italy and from, and we had to kind of make up something right. to say okay. why we were all together. Yeah. And the um, going theme was that we were all in the band. Yeah. And um, and then people would be like, what's the name of the band? We want to come see you. Right. And we're like, oh, it's trash. trash you let the guy with the tattoos <laughs> in the band. That's what happened. He's up here, right? I saw, I yeah, think I saw yeah, him yesterday. Um, yeah, no, I think it's special. It's kind of, and it's, and it's really um, inspiring actually, because I think um, coming from the older seasons of top chef 
I, I, I guess it was, com- I guess it's competition that like even yes, I, is. and I always actually from the business perspective, I still agree that like the competition really doesn't start until the show ends, which I think does sound cutthroat, even mm-hmm. when I say right. that, yeah. Yeah. but there is that element. Like you're like, it's a TV show. It's a game show. Right. But what happens afterwards is, is life, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and, and uh, you've managed to like be friendly, right? Most of you. Well, and I think like... Uh, or all of you. <laughs> <laughs> all and of I, you. I think like help each other. We heard that from, um, who was it? Uh, Joe, the Joes. Yeah, Flem. The same thing. Yeah, like, that they, help the, uh, they help each other. And they like, showed they, up they, a whole they, event they, recently. Like that yeah. whole crew like, was right. doing like, the same it's thing. really cool. And, yeah, and it's, it's also very interesting that we have a connection with them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. season 14 has this intertwined connection with season 15. And right. then now we have a connection with the next season. It's just very interesting how because of the bonds we had, people wanted to people felt like they can continue to be friends with people and not just friends on the surface. Yeah. We really actually like know about each other's lives and mm-hmm. and spend mm-hmm. time with family members and go see each other. Um, well, it is a fa- I mean, it's, it's, it is a family. Like I, and I always say that too. It's, it's like college, right? So it's like right. where we went to the same school. Right. Yeah, so like, we know, alumni. I know what you went through, you know what I've gone through. And like, I, there's nothing that gives me more joy is when someone does reach out that like, and a lot of times it's someone who is thinking about going on the show and they reach right. out to me like, should I do it? I don't know. Is it real? Is it worth it? And like, or, or when they write get off and they're like, Hey, how, how do you navigate this world right. afterwards? That always fills me with some joy and pride yeah. because it's like, yes, you should do it. I don't know what your take is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, Absolutely. regardless of how it works out, like yes. your, yeah. your exposure is, you know, uh, times, you know, 3000. Yes. yes. We wouldn't be here right now. Exactly. Uh, that, yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's, I mean, <laughs> yes. Totally. And very cosmic. Yes. I feel like, yeah. right. <laughs> True. Um, and we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be hanging out you wouldn't be traveling the world and, yeah. and getting yeah. to meet new friends and do, do fun things like that. And I think it's what you take from it. Do you want to, do you want to be the person who's like upset because they didn't win? Or do you want to be the person who's like, now I have this platform and I, it's up to me what I do with it. Mm -hmm. Do I want to be, um, in the shadows or do I want to be present? Do I, what, what do you want for your life? Right. And a lot of times, uh, I think that we've just found that we want to hang around each other and cook food. And so it works out that way. That is the challenge. I mean, you just said that the, the challenge is what happens life after top chef. Not the um, the television show that didn't really work out, but like, how do you how do you like? And that's what I mean. That's what I meant by in a not cutthroat way. You said it much more elegantly than me. <laughs> is what happens when you're done with the show? That's when the competition starts. That's, that's when the real life starts. Uh, but you also have to, uh, like you said, what do you want out of it? What do you want out of it? I mean, I don't. I toy between. I guess ultimately we all kind of want the same thing, right? We want to be successful. You want your peers to respect the work that you do and the talent that you have. Um, you want to have a little bit of notoriety. You want to be celebrated for what, what you do, which is very strange because when people celebrate me, I get like, I don't really take compliments well, even though I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm doing it to get compliments. <laughs> but then I'm like, oh, I'm just doing this because I love it. It's the you. human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you want that. You want to, I think more important for me is, is very strange. I lost first episode and you can look at the people that are my friends from Top Chef and the way that they respect me is just a very interesting thing. Not as a, 
not even just as a human being, but as a culinarian. Like mm-hmm. people really reach out to me about food. Do you want Katsuji even reaches out to me about food? Can I do this? Should I do this? Or should I do it that way? Very mind blowing to me. I lost first episode, but people respect my opinion very highly about cooking. Yeah. Which is, I, I think that's what you really want. You want to be respected for your peers and your contemporaries in the moment you exist in. Because I think ultimately all of us are going to have a moment where we're not necessary, necessarily famous or popular anymore. And I think for me, I want legendary legacy um, type of influence on the industry. What will your legacy be is a question that Thomas Keller would always ask in kitchens. And I think that that's important. What mark will you leave on the industry? And Top Chef helped us to have a platform to do that. Mm. Well, I I love also just the the honesty there of like, I mean, yeah, why why are you doing this? I'm doing it for compliments. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like that's really revealing because it is. Like I think as chefs, like, you know, I always make the joke that like I, I didn't get a lot of love as a child. And, like, the reason I cook is so that I can give someone and they can say, I love this and, like, I like it and, like, thank you, you know? And, like, sure. I'm, you're looking it for is. that sort of reward. So what do you want out of it? So, I yeah. mean, I, what I can say after I all. I know, that is true. <laughs> was like that is true. 10 that was minutes a, of that, that was big a, words. Yeah, that was a mic drop sort of moment right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that, beside everything that he just said, yeah. uh, one thing is also the reason why I'm in the United States and I'm not home. So it's, like, give a reason to my family to be, like, why are you not here with us mm. and cooking here mm. instead That's to be there? And like Top Chef was one of the things that helped me to be like, because if I was at home in Italy, I wouldn't be able to do this. I wouldn't be able to travel the world and cooking. And, you know, what I'm doing is also trying to explain Italian cuisine because mm. sometimes people don't really understand what is Italian cuisine. And it is not like a red sauce, gravy sauce. It's actually simple food. <laughs> big sauce. Right, right, yeah, big sauce, right. Alfredo sauce. Yeah. I remember first time oh, I came in the States, like, oh, so you make Alfredo sauce. I'm like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it is some sort of mashup of something Italian, right? Yeah. Cacio um, Pepe for right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realize that you feel that way about um, about being here and not being at home. That's very profound. Yeah. That you feel that Top Chef give you that exposure to say, I'm not at home because look at what I was able to do. Yeah, that's, that's it's always, awesome. you know, my mother every week still after seven years. <laughs> she'll, so are you coming, coming home? Yes. Right. I'm like, no, don't prepare dinner. I'm not coming <laughs> yes. home. Yes. Oh, no. But then you also have that, like, and literally the flag, like you're saying, like, I'm, you're an ambassador for this cuisine that means so much to you. Yeah, right? I, I am. And I'm, I mean, I'm trying to, to be able to explain uh, all these things. And that's why, like, a reason why I want to go around and cook because I want to explain to people and I want to teach people about my, my culture. I don't think there is, like, a lot of representation of, like, a real Italian chef yeah, you know. It's so like, you know, you know my friend Fabio. I know. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. One of the reasons why I did Top Chef it really? was because uh, I saw Fabio. On yes. top. I mean, I was following you. You know, I was following you guys in Italy. Yeah. I was watching Top Chef. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Cool. So I was a fan. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice. And uh, I know Fabio because of that. And actually, on my interview, on my interview for getting Top Chef, they were like, so. 
there, there is anybody that you want to talk to? I'm like, yeah, to Fabio. Nice, nice, nice. You want to tell him to quit it or what? <laughs> Still now after you've met, you've met him. I'm hoping. No, so, I didn't. No? no. Oh my gosh. We'll okay. have to arrange that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get him on. I'm sure he'll call me sometime later today. He'll be doing some show or something. Um, but that's my boy. I feel like, a matter of fact, that's like, um, for me, like us, we, there were only a couple of people that you kind of stay connected, like right. yeah. stay connected with. Um, and Fabio was one of those because I, I, that was the norm before. Yeah, yeah. Like the norm was just people, a, right? a couple it's more people. More like clicks, connected. right? Like yes. within the group, like yeah. But now, now you've changed it. Um, like, what is it? Trash fish? What is it? Like, trash fish. Like, trash fish has like changed it all up. <laughs> Speaking of trash fish, and this is totally in the moment. Uh, <laughs> did you see that picture uh, this yesterday in real in the real time right now of the Coachella? Other trash fish team that's out there. <laughs> we saw that. Brooke, Brooke, <laughs> <and Casey. laughs> I, I, Brooke, we were, listen, we were. Brooke, they, these are, this is family. <laughs> we'll, we'll throw this up on the Starving for oh Pod Instagram. God. I could not stop I, I was, watching. I, was, I, was, I watched it five times we yesterday. Worried. I watched it like 500 times. I, I said, dying. look at Casey with the jump back. Right, no, you see like, the you jump know, back? Right, listen, hot, yeah. you only pull off that maneuver <laughs> if you are burning yourself, right? Like, I was like, who's got moves like that? And I was like, she's got soul and rhythm, but like, that's not soul and rhythm. That's like fear. Like. <laughs> and I, oh and I didn't know God. at first because I saw it on Katsuchi's page because <laughs> trolling. And, but then I went back and I was like, oh, it's on Brooke's page. And like, there's commentary because Brooke's filming it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's so far away. Right. You can Smart. tell. Yeah. You Smart. can tell by the video. Right. It's not like she's like two feet. She's and, like a hundred feet yeah. away. Yes. And there's. Everyone is scared, <laughs> except for Shirley. Except for Shirley. <laughs> Shirley's like, yes, who's I want to charlie yeah, that. Who's like, I think, ready to throw more meat on the <laughs> yeah, 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 let's do it. Come so on. So my first thing, and I haven't spoken to them in person, but I, uh, Casey, I hope she's, she's okay, right? She's, <laughs> she's, she's okay. She's okay. But I was like, wow, that's... Uh, and I was, uh, and the fourth or fifth time I started watching, I'm, like, I'm watching it from all different angles. <laughs> you know, because it's only a 10-second video, and I'm like, I'm only going to watch Casey now. I'm only going to watch Nick. I want to look like, at Nick. Is yeah, that, is that like, Nick with a bandana? Yeah. That's exactly oh right. And you can like, there's fear in his eyes. Like, you can see the fear. Like, I, like, you can feel like he's the one who's like, I have to fix this. <laughs> exactly. And, and then Michael, too. Michael, too. And right. It's like, it, was, it was fun. Good times. That is a, so, great, that and, is a great video. And I love that they, they posted it. They right? Because this is, yeah. time, this is one of those things that's like, it's not, it's not a great moment. <laughs> well, uh, comical, at least. Right? Yeah. Uh, but talking about authenticity, like you're, you're, how do you feel about like social. The social media, chefs and Instagram and Twitter and all of those. I guess we're getting into the game. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back this up. We're going to get into a game. So halfway through the podcast, we like to play some games. So this, we're going to bring back a classic starving for attention uh, game. It's called Ripe or Hype. Right. Oh, I'm gonna yes. explain, now, explain it. Right, right. Sometimes, I, sometimes I, this so, gets confused. Who was it? Adam Richman got was Adam really Richman. confused. And then he did it. And then afterwards he was like, I was confused the whole time. Yes. Reverse all my answers. Yes. Uh, so Ripe or Hype? Ripe. Good. It's yeah. good. You're you're for it. You're pro. Yeah. Hype. Not not good. It's okay. overblown. Yeah. It's it's right. done. Yeah. It's whatever. You know. Whatever strawberries in use. spring. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, strawberries in December. Hype. Hype. Okay. Cool. Here we go. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna start right with the the question that I just asked. Uh, chefs and social media. Ripe or hype? The pressure to 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 get content out. Right? Like, I mean, are you worried? I'm worried today. I got to put a picture up today. <laughs> I don't have a stockpile. I don't shoot once a month. I don't have things that are beautiful. Like, I, and there's a part of me that's worried about, like, what is my content going to be today on Instagram? 
Same. That's so ridiculous, but yes. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, I think it the is. same way. Yeah. But I never thought that way before. It's I mean, it's hype. Um, it has to be hype, but then there is some essence of it that's actually pure. Right. But it's mostly hype. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Do you, but do you have like a, like he has like in his head? Do you have like a clicking of course, yeah. clock that's like oh I gotta post something? It's been we were taking picture of this champagne on the yes, on yes, the yes, exactly. yeah. 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 Right. just to just to post on Instagram. <laughs> right. Before yeah. I would just drink the champagne and enjoy the view. Mm-hmm. Now I'm uh, thinking proof, about it from there. Another, yes. Mm. Right. It is hype. I yeah. mean, we because we are not you know in the moment or oh this is a beautiful view and we're gonna drink some champagne. Yeah. And it it's is. like let's take a picture of it. Mm. But it's something we have to do. It's a necessity. It's, yeah. yeah. It's a necessity, but... I just... I agree. Um, I'll, I'll call it hype as well. Um, yeah, even though I'm struggling You're with playing. it a little bit. But... Yes. Uh, oh, no. I don't know why Real I'm playing. Struggling. You're right. I don't know why I'm playing. <laughs> um, but here's something. I just did a show. So two nights ago, I was in uh, Palm Beach, Florida. And it was not the usual... Like, I just went there. Really? Yeah, it was, and it was. Oh, I've never been. I was at the Breakfast Hotel. Beautiful. That place is crazy. Fan, like Rockefeller built it. Yeah, like classic. Like amazing. You know, I um, believe. Almost Italian. Oh, like that's how beautiful. That's you know, that's like true. very, very, like just, just beautiful and old and just great. Uh, but the crowd I was performing for was not exactly like my bread and butter fan base. <laughs> yeah. I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I live in Florida. I okay, know. There you go. Right? I know. And it was interesting. I'm like deep into my, my you know, I, I call them, sorry, I call them sets and performances because right. it is what it is, right? But I'm in, deep into my demo and I look out in the crowd and I'm like, and I was like, okay, everyone, this is a good boomerang moment because I'm usually looking out and everyone's got their phone up. Exactly. Yeah. And I looked out and I said that and I was like, no one had their phone up. And I, I mean, it was because they were 85 years old. Most right, of right. <laughs> and they were like, boomerang? They're, this right. guy's Australian? What? Right. Right. What? Is this, this is Curtis Stone? Right. <laughs> I thought this well, was Richard But I realized like, well, that's kind of a joy of, of like their generation. They're not even thinking. They, they, they're not concerned. They're actually watching. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. They're watching the yeah. sunset instead of taking the picture of it. Yeah. Right. Um, so anyway, I thought that was kind of like inspiring. They can't it prove is to anyone inspiring. they were there, though. That's true. <laughs> it didn't happen. It unless didn't happen. You it. All right, uh, Riper Hype, we're going to start with Gerald with, with this one for you because you, you're a saint. You're born in St. Louis? Yes, sir. Okay, okay. Absolutely. So I, I'm, I have a restaurant in St. Louis now. Oh, nice. restaurant, Yeah, called Yellow Belly. It's uh, seafood. Shameless plug. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I've spent some time in St. Louis, and St. Yes. Louis has been somewhat controversial recently we've covered Extremely it here on starving yes. for attention uh how do you feel about the st louis bread sliced bagel um you know what this is yeah of course okay, all right okay. well, it, yeah. it, it, i don't for me i'm not a new yorker so right. i'm from st louis so for me it wasn't a big blow up because I've had bread sliced that normal. way. Normal. Is, is it normal? normal? Is, I don't or, know. If or is it is it kind of overblown even on that side? Like, do people really slice their? No, bagels no, no. That people really slice the bagel okay. that way. Right. Uh, it's just it's like um, it's like my in the hood. My black friends don't slice the bagel that way. Right. But when, <laughs> when I work in the county, right. I, I, but I've been in both ends of St. Louis. So for me, it's very normal because I've worked mm-hmm. around people who ate the bagel that way. The way it was blown up was just so much hype to me right. that it was mm-hmm. so funny because I'm from St. Louis and so they just kept doing like the peanut butter and jelly sandwich with the, the <laughs> butter on the outside and the jelly on the, the memes outside. You got a little the ridiculous. memes were yeah. so okay. ridiculous that I was like, this is so fun because <laughs> there are things in St. Louis that are really messed up. That bagel is not one of them. Right, it's you're right. The thing. You're absolutely fry right. ravioli, probably. The fr- oh, ravioli. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Right. I uh, was thinking more Ferguson, but right, yeah, 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 yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, that y- yes, um, <laughs> exactly. And the fried 
ravioli, which you're probably like, this is. I'm going to make it know, for you one day, though. There's got to be some <laughs> Italian dish that's like bacalao fried in some sort of dough or well, something like that. You know, it's not authentic. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, you go. there you go. There is places like I opened a restaurant in, uh, in New York. So that's how I came here to consulting this restaurant for a huge pasta um, company for mm. in Italy. They, they make ravioli. Yeah. So three of uh, the items in the menu, actually, they were fried ravioli. Nice. And they were really? delicious. Yeah. 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 I yeah. didn't know that. One of these ones was chocolate ravioli. They actually made it last week. Oh. <laughs> Seems like You made it last week? Yeah. It does. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. No, so you're calling, Joe, just to be clear, though. So you're saying it's, it's, it's hype. hype. It's hype. Oh, it's hype. hype. Okay. I believe it's hype, too. Because I, I, when I was in St. Louis, when the story was breaking, and I was on like a local news segment, and I was in like their break room, as, as this was on, on TV, and, and some dude just came in, and he was like, I didn't even know this was a thing. We just call them bagels. Like, <laughs> right? It's, it's always like, when, it's like what, what do they call Chinese right. food in China? They call it food. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't say we're going out for Chinese food. Right? It's, it's, an old, it's like, yeah, it's just like, how are you? Okay, so the, I'm, I'm going to switch it up on you, Sylvia. So not the bagel. But like, and they also in St. Louis slice their pizza into like squares some places. Oh, oh wow. Right? Okay. okay. Yeah. So, okay. so right or hype? Depends how is the pizza, but well, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, you would not like the pizza. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. They have this cheese called Proveal that's basically a Proveil? mix mix Proveil? between Velveeta and provolone. Yes. Velveeta. I'm right. leaving. Okay. Although isn't it's pro- delicious, but isn't provolone uh, kind of like the? Isn't it secretly part of like New York style pizza? Isn't it uh, like a mozzarella provolone? Sort yeah, of that's that. Uh, land. Yeah. I know it's grano. Right, right. Grano it's like, cheese. But I don't, I, it's a bunch of chemicals. Uh, right. Nobody knows what it actually is, but it yeah. is like provolone. Yeah. Nice. But square pizza, you know, like cheese. True. Yeah. Velvet square pizza like in uh, in Rome is a thing. Yeah. I mean, in Italy, yeah. it is a thing. So. Yeah. So that's not that. Bad. Oh, yeah. what was the concept that we were in Rome and we, I wanted to steal? I was like, it was um, fried pizzas. Fried, yeah, fried pizza, pizza yeah. dough. Yeah, like, almost, oh, like really? individually Good. served. Yeah. Have you had one of these? No. So you never like, had fried pizza? No. I'm gonna Have you had a puffy taco uh, in like San Antonio? Yes. So it's like a puffy pizza. Yeah. It was kind of, I, I, you know what? Yeah. Why did I say this out loud? <laughs> <laughs> like this is a business Stop. conversation <laughs> that we should take have been. Take this offline. You're going to take this off, offline. But it was fried like pizza is delicious. fried pizza. And it, yeah, it, was, it was insane. In St. Louis, they would slice it after you fry it. Square. All right. What about competitive, riper hype, competitive cooking now you just competed yesterday also right in something here in pebble beach okay so we're gonna open it up to just mean competing in any on tv or, or well i think i think it kind of was like especially after you've been on a show like top chef you get a lot of ass to to come and compete right i mean i yeah. don't know like oh, i think yeah, you know so like are you ripe on those ass or are you like no i'm done competitive cooking mm, i don't okay. want to do it anymore. thank you for tightening yeah, that I up yeah kind of the, <laughs> all right yeah. I, I would like this lady to answer because she did, <laughs> yeah. so she she did, did a competition yesterday, yesterday yeah. so yeah. you might right. as well right yeah nice. you're up okay. for it always yeah up wow. for it adrenaline you, you like it i like it yeah okay I mean, that's why I'm still competing. Yeah, I'm right. still trying to win in. That's the yeah. point. Ah, so maybe okay. when I'm going to win, then right, I'm going right. to change my idea. Okay. <laughs> the, 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 so uh, you think that um, once, you, once you win it, then, then, then you'll be done with it? I don't know. We'll let you know. Okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I like how you said right. And I was like, you didn't even really have to think about that. I what agree about, with that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, still up for it? you have to uh, challenge the yourself. You're challenging mm. yourself. Even, even Top Chef. Where everybody talks about the camaraderie and uh, the game show and all of this. As a chef, it is very, very difficult to do. 
Mm. There is just something about it that's very, very difficult. You would never put yourself under those constraints. And to even as a human being, stepping back and looking at the plate, you're like, how did I do that in that amount of time under these circumstances? You still think, but that's, you actually feel like you're improving your skill set. Yeah. Maybe it's your television skill set, but it's some form of your skill set. I think it's both. Yeah. 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 Uh, And I mean, we, I'm again, I'm a, I, I'm going to answer this one too. Is that okay? Uh, if yeah. I, play it <laughs> I am, uh, I'm hype on it currently just because I've lost so many times <laughs> like, the other way. Like, yes, I've won every once in a while, but like, it, like it's, it's a, like a sport. You're going to lose a lot more often than you're going to win. <laughs> I know. And I still like, even if whatever, if it's for charity, I'll be running around on food network, whatever it is. Like it still hurts every, oh, yeah. every time yeah, you don't yeah. win. Grumpy for days. I'm still <laughs> upset. I'm still yeah, upset. But listen, champagne. So we've all not won one exactly. of these things before. Like it hurts, right? It does. And I don't think the average viewer gets that. And then they get upset. Like when, when people are upset or when they're emotional, I don't think that they understand that like for us as chefs, like it's not a sport. So like we weren't playing little league top chef. Right. Yeah. And we haven't learned how to lose. <laughs> yeah. And all we have is a restaurant critic really, right? Exactly. That says, yeah. like, and then what do we do usually about the, the review? We just say, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. She yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Right? Well, we we stopped looking at Yelp a long time ago. Yeah. Right. Well, this is so true, right? And then, and yet, and you know, when you're looking face to face with Tom or Padma, whoever it is, like you can't really like it's real and it's competitive and it's in the moment. But I'm I'm currently that that being said, yes, I'll do that thing, Food Network, because <laughs> I do get sucked back into it. I'll, I'll go do it, and then I'll be really into it. And then if I win, though, I love it. <laughs> I'm all about those compliments. It's not. Yeah. It's not hate. It's not, it's not hype if you win. Yeah. So um, specifically, since you're both Top Chef alum, uh, you know, and we know that there's always these things swirling and rumors and, and stuff like that, would you go back on the show? Yes. Wow, you were just like... <laughs> you're- Right. I think that was also like, are you, you want me to call someone? Are you going back? Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was an inquiry, right? Yeah, no, that was, are you going uh, back? Are you, uh, have yeah. you already agreed? Yeah, that wasn't a, I, like, I'm going back. I'll see you, I'll see you next yeah. season. Is there, is there something we can't reveal anything in there? There was. Uh, uh, um, yes. But we, we have this conversation often. But sometimes her answer is no. <laughs> True. I bet. Yeah. But right. today depends, depends yes. when. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yes, I think so. How do they, I mean, I, this is a total off, well, I mean, it's a tangential question, but it's, it's similar. When he was on the show, it's total, like, uh, what do they call that? Sequestered. Yeah. yeah. No phones, no internet, no yeah. nothing, no, call, like, you don't talk Steel. to him. Still the Steel. same? Steel. Yeah. You're still yes, able yeah. to do the same? I mean, I mean, I imagine, like, bringing back people is harder, but, like, you know, if you wow. were to go back now, would you be able to carve out that six weeks? What? window and, and you oh, know what yeah, I mean that's a great question because yeah, I think that's I what stops yeah, you know like he I don't even, probably do it I, again but you know, I don't even think I could do that now right that yeah. amount of time yeah you know what's really interesting though you just uh, since your season had the vets or these people that had um, you know already lost once uh, <laughs> come back on the show that's what I would have been if I was you though I would have been like oh you guys just already lost <laughs> <laughs> I would have been in their head right from day one <laughs> Casey you lost twice <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it's, it's a game, right? It's a, it's a, it's it is a, a mental game. part of it. Um, but that must have been interesting. Like, I feel like they were probably very helpful. Uh, they were probably very helpful for learning how to uh, navigate 
uh, room services or someone's yeah. coming up I in here. I wish it was room service. Uh, I'm hungry. <laughs> that also just she looked like the um, the girl in The Incredibles who no. designs the outfits. <laughs> <laughs> like for a second, I was your, like, trash fish is your uniforms. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Where we that would have been amazing. Lycra. Yeah. No. Um, they they probably were very helpful in learning how to navigate like. The simple things like people don't realize that you, you can't really go to the bathroom without someone walking no. into the bathroom. You can't make a phone call. You can't call home unless someone cameras on you. Like there's certain things you just can't do. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have someone who's been and like I'm sure like they were like Casey and Brooke people I know it was like no listen this is you know it, if you got to go to the bathroom ways to you, you got to do this you got to yeah they know yeah. they knew how to Casuja is probably the best at it. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, I imagine because yeah. he knows he, he he'll do ridiculous. Well, things. thanks to him we had the amazing uh, uh, toilet paper. That's true. Right. He, wow. He, he set up the toilet paper to, situation. We have to dig into that on uh, another. Really well. <laughs> yeah, well I mean, that sounds you, like its own episode. Yeah, I'm it, sure. It like, it is. Is. Okay. and the to toilet move. paper yeah. situation. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, all of us. Did as, he bring a doctor's note? We like, love the <laughs> we love the guy. <laughs> by the way, yeah, no, of course, hundred <laughs> percent. I give him. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, real quick, he, like, he reminds me in a way of Fabio. Like, yeah. whatever your hustle is or whatever your game is, if you're authentic and passionate about it, then I'm all for it. Like, and I feel like that. That's an it's an authentic thing. It is, and yeah. as a, as a person uh, for or less people, Kasuji is extremely genuine. Once you add a fifth person, uh, he has to be on stage. Oh, interesting. Okay, uh, but as a human being, he's like really, really. Um, the conversations that I've had with him about just life are really down to earth and not necessarily his hustle. It's yeah. just him being himself. <laughs> and I think if we saw a lot more, that people would would not give him so much crap. Right. Well, I mean, I think, listen, that's part of where editing does come into play, right? right. Like, you know, once your character has been established, exactly. it's, it's an authentic part of you. It is. But they will double down on whatever that thing yeah. is. That's so, true. like, people will always tell me, like, oh, dude, all you do is cook with liquid nitrogen. No. <laughs> I like butter and salt and pepper and vinegar. It just happens the camera stays with me when I'm doing that. Yeah. And that's helping build. That's real, but it's building on that character to be more of, like, the weird science guy or whatever it is. Yeah, but that's just a small part of what you do it's very interesting that everyone everyone says that about you oh yeah my so my biggest dilemma right off the show was like i'd be walking down the street in new york and people would just be like liquid nitrogen dude <laughs> i was like i gotta change this up no one even knows who i am <laughs> they just yell chemicals at me i don't even know what it is all right back to uh riper hype uh we kind of touched on this authentic cuisine or the pressure of having to be authentic sylvia you, you should go first here right yeah. right okay there you go <laughs> That was really good. I wish we had a camera in here too. That was really like very nice good. slow yeah. pause. Yeah. That's my life every day. It is. Um, I guess I would say ripe as well, but authentic to Sylvia is not necessarily, um, I, I, not even just Sylvia. Authentic to any cuisine is not necessarily just uh, where you come from because so much of, it's like being African-American. So, I can cook very, very, really good fried chicken, right? Sylvia's probably had it before. Go through all this process, two days, whatever, cooked in palm oil. My ancestors used palm oil. Mm. Other things. And, but... Secret unlocked. (laughs) But that is not necessarily what I want to cook. I cook that for people that I love in special occasions. But as being African-American, people feel like that's authentic to me. But I have all this French training and all these... Um, different ethnicities that I work with and all this travel time and I'm inspired by the authenticity of other people that Mm -hmm. some kind of way bleeds into my cuisine because when I first started cooking all of us was cooking this um, really regiment like 
French, like technique driven pan sauces a la minute. And that is still a part of who I am as a culinarian. Sure. And I don't want to take away from that just because um, you see people doing their cuisine from where they're from and it's just in one vein. And I think that all of us are a little bit bigger and more influenced by the world these days than just that one thing. Mm. So I like that. Even Sylvia's food, they say, Italians probably would say, there's a lot of it that's unauthentic, that's not authentic. Well, it depends. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's like, you know, you listen to like Massimo, he said, um, you know, people were fighting in the restaurant when he first came out because it was Mm -hmm. such a a game changer. But that that was actually... Who he was. Yeah. Like, His restaurant was dead for like month and month. He amazing. almost closed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I have an issue with one tortelloni on a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I do. I want many little in a big bowl. She, you ate that. Uh, you ate I that. did. And Massimo brought us a, a pot. Yes. And nice. leave it just on the table so that you guys see, can eat it. Oh, see? Yeah. Like, so, but that's when you but know because, there's also two parts of it, right? But because like, also we, I mean, my chef and him work yeah. along each other and I was right. with my son and the, the son and the daughter of my chef so do you cook the same this uh not part of the game do you cook the same food at home that you do in your restaurants or is there a, is there a market difference like where you're like oh no this is me it's impo- i think it's impossible to cook at home the same way i have five children and i cook this is so absurd i cook <laughs> i cooked lasagna recently right mm-hmm. My 16-year-old son... You didn't son, tell me, though. <laughs> it wasn't authentic. <laughs> it, it, was, it was not as good as your lasagna. Um, I cooked lasagna, and I was like, what kid don't like lasagna? <laughs> so three of my kids ate the lasagna. Two of my kids was like, I'm just eating salad and bread. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is I, wrong with you? That's good odds, though, still, I think, for feeding kids. It's good three, odds, three but, five, like, but yeah. who don't like lasagna? <laughs> so at home, when mm-hmm. I cook for my kids... Or when I'm cooking for my family, I'm like, uh, I cannot even think about who's going to like it or not like it. I just have to cook what I want to cook. But my 16-year-old son is still eating the lasagna out of the freezer. Nice. <laughs> He's like, Dad, uh, can I get some of that lasagna? Nice. I'm, like, I'm like, if you thaw it out and yeah. you want to eat it, go for it. Perfect. But the little ones are like, uh, it has vegetables in it. I'm like... <laughs> All right. Yeah, which I also feel though, like with like that's this, the the easiest trick for kids is just grind up some vegetables, put it in some red sauce, and like yes, oh, yeah. there you go. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So at cooking at home, and this, I don't think you have the same resources as well. Right. I would never make black eggplant purees at mm. home. <laughs> you, you, you have a different that. answer, don't you? I have what? Like, do you cook the same food at home in, in a restaurant? I don't. Oh, okay. I don't cook. I you mean, don't, also, you, I don't. I don't cook do when I'm say, home. Ah, there you go. That's a good answer. Yeah. That's it's just espresso. Answer. I have an well, espresso pot. Well, that's also pot, like a, that's you know, a New York, Brooklyn thing. Yeah. Like mm. you eat now. Right? Yeah. But then if I go back to Italy, and then my family is like, okay, so what are you going to cook tonight? For oh, us? that's yeah, always. Yeah. That's always. Uh, I, last question. The last one, and this is the most important one, perhaps. Uh, ripe or hype? <laughs> Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones premiering just a couple days ago. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's Do you hype. know what this is? <laughs> but, but, but the streets love it, so I don't know okay. what to, I don't know what to <laughs> nice. say. So you've not seen it. You're not even Not one fans. episode. Okay. I saw go. one episode. Oh, my gosh. Hype okay. For both of you then, so huh? hype for both. John Snow, well, we did, Khaleesi. We did have her um, sleep in the bathtub once, <laughs> and she had this whole, like, 
like wool rug with like all the stuff on it. We took these photos. That was Game of Thrones. It was nice. It was it was really nice. Mother of Dragons. Kasuji was part of this. Kasuji was definitely part of this. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Great hanging out with you. We have not spent a lot of time together, but I feel like now. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of also threw myself into trash. You don't fish. get to get. Me. I'm not. Part of <laughs> I, I will apply. I will apply. Uh, but we're get the, family. Get the costume, and then you can uh, see. I need, I need. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, last thing we do, uh, something called 86. It's 86. Nice. One thing in the uh, world or the kitchen or whatever that you want to 86, you can, who wants to jump in first? Go ahead, Gerald. Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvia, it's you. All right. What do you think? It's me. Um... It could be simple. You know, yeah. Some people are like, you know, uh, yeah, most, trashy yeah. hotel coffee, whatever. Yes. <laughs> It's because I'm conflicted between like a moment or actually what I'm going through right now because I have to go to back to Italy to renew my visa. Mm. Okay. So the 86 is about like how it's complicated, you know, for a person that works so much right. here and like pay taxes and everything mm-hmm. has to go through all of this and don't know if my life is going to be here or not next oh. month. Yes. You know? And yeah. then so I, I we we the big uh, thirty thousand foot view of that we get it like that 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 is uh, mm. not good times for these type of moments right yeah. we have to renew uh, you know immigration in general right yeah is is a, a challenging thing it is very nice. challenging okay. yes. mm. yeah. which is the nice way to say it yeah um, <laughs> all right Gerald uh, I guess in that vein I would eighty six for my life uh, racism I think that it's um, very polarizing I purchased my first home in Ferguson. Um, and the hype around it, even Ferguson wasn't Ferguson that everyone knows from the news. The hype around it um, just put in this interesting perspective for me. I know the young man's father who got killed in Ferguson. We mm. went to high school together. It's just this very interesting thing that started this Black Lives Matter movement and kind of um, um, separated us, but also gave voice to a people who felt in this certain sense of oppression. And for me... As a human being, I remember what it was like 30 years ago when my uncle got murdered by an off-duty police officer, Mm -hmm. and there was really no justice for this situation. It was just a really interesting situation. As a kid, I didn't understand it. As an adult, I went back and read the newspaper articles that my grandma kept in the basement and kind of dug into it, and I was like, what is there about kitchens? Funny, for me, kitchens have always been that place where when you put a chef coat on, you became not black, not white, not male, not female. You became cook. And that particular one race was always very consistent. You could either do it or you couldn't do it. And people gave you a hard time if you couldn't do it. And people praised you if you could do it. So it's just very interesting that something very simple you can take in an, in one environment can't translate to a larger environment um, where we all see each other in from a different perspective. And I've learned a lot about Italy from Sylvia. I've learned a lot about being El Salvador from my dishwashers or my cooks. Um, And that thing, I think, needs to happen more in this country so that people say, oh, it's not that we're white or black. It's that it's Gerald and Richard or Sylvia. You know, we're not categorized by what our skin looks like. We need to be or what our gender or our sexual preference, we're categorized by who we are. And that that just doesn't happen enough. 
Especially now, for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Well. well. <laughs> yeah. For, for yeah. One. No. But 100%. <laughs> like, I mean, I think that's the thing. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, both incredibly well said. But like, it always, it is tougher when you're someone who is like uh, grew up in a kitchen. When you yeah, like true. are when you see stories about racism. When when you work in a kitchen that is inclusive. Or you and see like, stories about immigration. Same. Or immigration. Exactly. Immigration. Right. Well, both yeah. of these things we're talking about. I was like, right. well, you know, in a kitchen. Everyone is there. Everyone is one family. Yeah, yes. It's kind of hard to see yeah. the world sometimes. You know, if you're, especially like us, we spend so much time in our kitchens. Yes. Like, yeah, we all get along. We don't, it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is. It doesn't matter what religion you practice. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the American dream in, in the, the kitchen. True. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is, that's not really the way that the world works. Um, and it's like racism is out there. And it's like, out there. And, and I thank you for talking about it because like... Yeah. You, you, you have to talk about these things to try and get to the next exactly. step, to get to the next place, to make the world better. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Of course. That was we incredible. Can, we can give us 86 that is funny. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, that's good. Listen, as, as long as you didn't say Caesar salad, which is, I just feel like the one that somehow ends up being the default, although no one said it in a while. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Pebble Beach Festival. Thank you And so uh, much. we'd love to do another episode with you whenever you get a chance. Yeah, pleasure, thank right? you so awesome. much. It would be a pleasure. Great. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Starving for Attention. Do us a favor. Uh, this was an awesome episode, wasn't Great. it? Uh, jump on over to iTunes, give us a review because it helps this magical algorithm uh, that get, gets people to then listen to more episodes. We've done uh, just about 100 episodes. More. It's kind oh, of wow. more, more. more than 100 episodes. Yeah. Uh, so do us a favor. Hit that uh, five-star uh, review button. It's the only five-star thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. And until next week, stay hungry. Thanks for listening to Starving for Attention with Richard Blaze. Download new episodes every Tuesday on the Podcast One app, Apple Podcasts, or PodcastOne.com. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading and subscribing and maybe even writing a review for Starving for Attention. It really, really, really helps. And thank you to our sponsor who made this all possible today, TrueCar. Visit TrueCar for a better car buying experience. Until next week, stay hungry. At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.